All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, as always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is July 13th, 2023 and week 232. I forgot to change the picture. I'll change. But if you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. And thank you for with us last week. Um, we had an audio issue, but I do believe that that is solved now. So uh, thank the Lord for allowing that to be solved so that we can continue to bring you these guys, bring these stories and these Bible studies to you live with the scriptures on the screen and all that, because we know that it is very convenient. As you can see from the title, well, not yet, I need to change it, but this title is Waiting on God. We all could use some patience. Um, in one place it says, in your patience, possess ye your souls. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks, and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you got, and also let us know um, how, the, how the audio sounds. So again, take it away, Minister Tony Banks. Thank you, Melvin. Let us get into it tonight. Before we do that, though, we are going to go into a word of prayer. Uh, again, hopefully everything is working pretty good. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we do encourage you guys to let us know, give us some feedback, uh, let us know how it's going. So let's go into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing us, Lord, again and again, time and time again, Lord. You continue to show love towards us. You continue to pour out your blessings upon us, Lord. You continue to um, just be there for us, Lord. You continue to show up and show out. Someone said, Lord, we thank you for being the God that you are, being a God who cares, um, not just a God who uh, gives commands and gives God who actually cares about us. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, that you will continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, we're praying for our unsaved family members, our unsaved friends, Lord. We're asking that you would touch them, Lord, that you would give them a mind to be saved, Lord, that you would open their heart, open their understanding, Lord. We're praying that you would open our understanding, Lord, that you would continue to lead and guide us into all truth, Lord, that you would just make us better day by day, Lord. That's our prayer, that's our desire. So, Lord, we're praying that in this Bible, would uh, decrease all of us and only you would increase. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your magnificent name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're talking about waiting on God, waiting on the Lord. And so I did want to go pretty famous scripture uh, to get things kicked off tonight, because I know last week uh, it was talked about change. We talked about change. Um, and so I know so many of us, including myself, you know, we're waiting to change some things and we're making changes and we're hoping and praying that God is going to make some changes in our situation. Um, but, you know, even through those changes that we are making, there's still things that we must wait on God to do. See, we can only go 
we can only make so many changes. But without him, uh, we understand we can do nothing. And so we're going to deal with waiting on God. And I know we've dealt with um, some things along these lines, but, but I want to deal with uh, some more of that tonight. So let's go to again, Isaiah, or for the first time, rather, Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. Let's see what that says when you get it, Mel. All right. Um, and Casey says the sound is excellent. Praise God. So uh, thank you for the feedback. Definitely praise that the audio is sounding great. Um, so Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Wait on God. There's power involved. He had, there's something to wait for when we're waiting on God, but they that wait. See, you know, when I look at this scripture, he said, but they wait. See, everyone's not going to wait on God. See, someone is going to take measures into their own hands. In everything that I do, I'm praying and asking God to help me. I'm praying and asking God to show me what his will is. I'm praying and asking him to make, help me to make the right decisions, the right moves, because I want to wait on him to deliver me. Now, I know there's some changes that I have to make. We dealt with that last week. There's some changes that we all must make. We make those changes. We have to wait on him, on God. We have to wait on him. And so I want to deal with this tonight. Um, I want to go over. I just want to start it off here. I want to go over to the book of Acts, the first chapter. Acts, the first chapter. Um, let's run over there. Acts, the first chapter. And we'll start And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. God, Jesus now, Jesus actually, uh, before he left his disciples, he gave them something to wait on. You know, we're all, uh, because Look, we all get in some bad situations. Um, sometimes, and the reality is we're wanting a change to take place. We're wanting to change our circumstances. We're wanting to change our situation. Look, I can ask every person out there, and everybody wants to change their financial situation. Everybody wants more money. We want more time off work, time to do the things that we enjoy. We want more freedom. We want all of those benefits. We want all of the benefits. But, you know, we can go out and do whatever it is that we want. But it's still going to take us to wait. 
him on God. To elevate us, to get us to that next level, to get us to the place that we're trying to get to, it's going to take him. And so what we find here in Acts chapter one, for Jesus told his disciples, now I believe uh, we are claiming to be his children. I believe we are claiming to be that tonight. And so he tells his children to wait on this promise. He's telling them to wait on the Holy Ghost. Well, five, read verse five for us, man, so nobody thinks I'm adding to these scriptures. Let's make sure we get that. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. If we can wait, if we can wait on God's instruction, if we can wait on God's power, this is how we get that strength that he talked about. So I know last week we talked about changes, but you know, with every change, I want to be led by the Holy Ghost. With every change I make, I want to make sure that I'm following the spirit of God with every change. Jesus tells his disciples, I want you to realize that at this time when he was talking to them, we're talking about the famous apostles, the people who had a a huge part on writing these New Testament scriptures. People who dealt with Jesus for three and a half years. He, they do not have the spirit of the Holy Ghost. They do not have what they really need. See, Peter did not have the Holy Ghost when he betrayed, excuse me, Jesus, not betrayed. When he denied Jesus those three times, he didn't have it. He didn't have the strength. See, people wonder why they don't have the strength to do certain things. We either don't have the Holy Ghost or we are not being led and we have not gotten strong in the Holy Ghost. If you read in one place, it tells us that Jesus waxed strong in the spirit. He began to grow in the Holy Ghost. See, it's not enough. I I know there's some people out there under the sound of my voice, some people who will listen to this Bible study, whatever the case may be. People who have not gotten strong enough yet in the Holy Ghost. It's about how long we did something. That's not what it's about. I I, I was telling someone uh, recently, you know, we have to be towards others. See, there are certain things that we might have gotten strong enough or we have become wise enough or that uh, we have enough knowledge to understand. But you know what? There's somebody else around us who does not have that same strength, that same power, that that same wisdom that we might have. He said, walk in wisdom toward them that are without. Not everybody's on the on the same level. You know, there are things that I've just really began began to understand in my uh, 
uh, later 20s, there are certain things that I've just now began, began to understand. I'll tell you, because I'm not ashamed. You know, after, um, now I've grown up, I grew up, uh, I'll give you one example. Understanding, look, you must brush your teeth. You must, you must do this. They tell you twice a day. I grew up knowing this, but I would say I really didn't understand how to brush my teeth. Now, I know somebody might say, well, man, what are you talking about? You know how to brush your teeth. That's crazy. All you do is put the toothpaste, the t- uh, toothbrush in your mouth, and you rinse it out after it's done. But, you know, I began to learn there's more to it than that. There's techniques to brushing your teeth. There's a certain angle you're supposed to hold the toothbrush at. Even at, look, there's so many, uh, I want you to give so many minutes to brushing your teeth. Look, you're not supposed to rinse your mouth out. Look, I've always rinsed my mouth. I know somebody out there say I still do. And that's okay. You do however you want to do it. But I began to start learning things that would help me to cavities. Look, I don't want any more cavities. I've had enough. I've had enough problems. Somebody said, well, you can just get a feeling. Look, I don't want a feeling. (laughs) Don't offer me one. I don't want it. (laughs) It was not until my, up in, in my above 20 years old, somewhere 25. I don't know what the exact age was, but I thank God I finally learned. Look, in combination with the right brushing of your teeth, in combination with flossing, in combination with using the mouthwash. Look, I try to use it even after I eat in the middle of the I'm putting in mouthwash. About, I learned you're supposed to wait 30 minutes after, uh, at least 30 minutes, maybe an hour is better, after you eat, before you can even brush your teeth. See, in times past, look, I'd eat, I'd go straight, eat a few minutes after, whatever the case may be. See, it's certain things that I began to learn. It's certain things that it took God to open my eyes to. So we can look down on somebody if I tell you, well, I just learned how to brush my teeth. <laughs> you think I'm crazy. <laughs> but what I grew in understanding of it. I learned more about it. I learned about the processes of what happens when you eat, about how uh, the saliva is breaking down, about the acidity of your mouth. And that acidity is going about 30 minutes to an hour after you eat. And you don't want to brush your teeth with that acid in your mouth. See, it's certain things that God had to help me to understand. I could not go at it and say, well, I've been brushing my teeth all my life. I know what I'm doing. I did this and I did. If I continue to approach it, the guy continued to fail. I'd continue to have the same problem. We're struggling right now because no one can tell us anything. We think we've got it figured out. We say, well, I'm over 20. I'm over this age. I'm over 18. I've moved. Did this. I did that. Look, I've been working on my own. I, I got my own car. I got my own room. I got my own. We think we know so much. But we're still having some of the same problems. If we can wait on God to give us the knowledge that would 
free. He said, ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Look, I want to be free from the problems that I've had in my past. Look, I want to be free from cavities. Look, I, <laughs> I want to be free from here. every problem there is. I want to be free from it. We suffering from the same things. We don't have to do that. But we have to be humble enough to wait on God to elevate us. Look, it might take you 30 years. If that's what it takes, God, I want it. It might take you 30 years. Look, there. <laughs> talk about certain people. Uh, you hear people say it all the time. Oh, this person, they can't drive. You, you get out on the road and people are pulling out in front of you. People are constantly smashing on their brakes. People are doing certain things. They're driving all over in your lane. And then somebody says, oh, that person can't drive. Look, license. They might, they might be a licensed driver for 10 years, 15 years, but they're still very bad habits that are hurting their driving capabilities. So we can still grow and actually learn how to do certain things, no matter what age. I heard a scripture, um, I can't even, uh, I'm sure I could find it, but I can't quote the scripture off the top of my head. But the scripture, just to paraphrase it, he began to talk about, the writer began to talk about how even in our age, we're going to still bring forth fruit. We're going to still be producing even in our old age, no matter how old we get, no matter how knowledgeable we become, no matter how smart, how wise, how educated, no matter what level we are in this world, we're learning. We should still learn that. You can say, well, I already know how to drive. I already know how to brush my teeth. I already know how to read. Look, whatever it is that we already know how to do, it can be perfected even more. That's what I want. Uh, to continue to perfect the things that I might know how to do just a little. I want to get better. I want to receive more. I, God keeps bringing me back to that same point. I want more. Book of Acts, I believe it's somewhere around 16, chapter 17. Um, can't remember the exact chapter, but in the book of Acts, he began to talk about a group of people who were more noble. They were more wise than another group. Both, both groups were in the but this group, they had a thirst and a hunger for the knowledge of God, for the righteousness of God. So God blessed them even more. See, I want, I want to be blessed more of God, but I know it's going to cause for a change, to call for sacrifices. And once I make those changes and once I make those sacrifices, now it's time for me to wait on God. It's time for me to wait on him. But you know what? I need to have the Holy Ghost. And I need to be, not only do I need to be following it, I need to be growing in it. When, when we start talking about the Holy Ghost, see, I can't be one of those people in church that when I hear about the Holy Ghost, I start talking about, well, I already got it. And thinking I've already arrived. That's what's holding. 
thinking we already know everything. Lord, please help me. No matter how high I get, help me to never feel I already know everything. I've got it all figured out. See, God cannot take us. He can't stretch if we act this way. So he tells his disciples here, he said, look, because they began asking all types of questions. They began talking about so many things. He says, I want you to wait for the Holy Ghost. Read what happened in verse six, man. He tells them to wait for the Holy Ghost. See, this is what happens to us. Instead of waiting on God, we, our minds are on so many other things. Pick us up in verse six, man. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou restore again the kingdom to Israel? You know, when we start, when, when, when I start talking about the Holy Ghost, I face the same problem Jesus faced. People start talking about all this other stuff. Read what he said, Melvin. They, they started talking about, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He's talking about the Holy Ghost. They're talking about something else. This is what it's going to take for us to be strengthened of God. Now, we can gain some strength even without it. But if we truly want to get to where God wants us, we need the Holy Ghost. And then we need to grow in it. There's so many of us in church today. Somebody got it, but they're not growing in it. We're still brushing our teeth the same old way. Still getting 15 cavities when we go back to the dentist. And we can't. Why? Because we hadn't grown in our toothbrushing abilities. See, I had to recognize, look, Tony's got to be doing something wrong. It must be something I'm eating. It must be something I'm not doing. I will not settle for, oh, well, it just has to be this way. I'm not selling for that. I'm not. I don't professional tells me. God tells me otherwise. I'm not settling. God has, is putting out knowledge for us. He said, if we seek and thirst after righteousness, if we thirst after knowledge, he said, we'll be filled. And I believe that. So Jesus told them to go and wait. That's what we're talking about tonight. Waiting, waiting on God, waiting on the Holy Ghost, waiting on the direction. That's what we're dealing with. And they began to ask him all these other questions. Lord, what about, what about the presidential election coming up, God? Or, or what about the inflation rates? What, what, what about the interest rates? But what about that I've been wanting to get? What about all these things? Lord, when am I going to finally get married? Lord, what about all these things? What about that new car? My car is having so many problems. Lord, what about all of these problems that we're facing? He said, what you need to wait on first is the Holy Ghost. Read for us, Melvin. Verse 7. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. He said, that shouldn't be your focus. Read for us in verse 8. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
he shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Are we waiting on the Holy Ghost tonight? Are we waiting on God for this? Are we asking him for the Holy Ghost? Are even those of us who might, are we asking him for more? To grow in his spirit, to be filled. The, the Bible tells me in one place uh, around Acts chapter four or five or so, the Bible said they were filled with holy boldness. Are we asking him for this? Look, we're shy. We're afraid. We're, we're afraid to be the witness. We're afraid to stand up for what God told us to do. Our friends and our family, look, they, some of you people, they don't even know we're saved. Because we have not grown in the Holy Spirit. Because we have not grown in the boat, God. See, we must be growing in the spirit for everybody that has it. That say this, this doesn't apply to them because people are fast to think this. We're fast to say I already know, but if we know, what are we waiting? waiting for it to start growing. I've said it in the past. Look, if you have a child and you see this child when they're a newborn and then you come back and see them five years later and they're still in the infant state, you'll be wondering, man, what's happening? Wrong. There has to be some type of condition. This is how we, if we're the people of God, And we've been in church all these years or all these months, all these hours, whatever it is. You know, God's expecting in the Holy Ghost, in his spirit, growing in love for one another, growing in following his commandments. You know, this is a command. Go back up to verse one or excuse me, verse four. Let's go back up to verse four, because I want to show you. Man, that we give the Holy Ghost. This is a command that we grow in the spirit. Let's read verse four again. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. This is a commandment. He them. Look, you stay where you are right now until you receive this Holy Ghost. He commanded them to wait on the Spirit of God. So are we doing that today? Our problems in the midst of our struggles, are we seeking God? Or are we seeking all these other places? My mind always goes back to a king in the Old Testament who had all kinds of problems, but there was one had an issue in his feet. He has some type of disease, some type of illness, some type of ailment in his feet. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was gangrene. I don't know. But it was something that the Bible makes it seem as if if he to God for it, he would have been healed. But the Bible declares that no matter how bad and how much worse this thing got, he never went he never went before the Lord. He went before the physicians, though. 
He went before the doctors to let the doctors check it out. He went before the nurse practitioners, before the surgeons, before all these people that we're going before today. But he still didn't see God. See, we must continue to wait for God. And everything with every problem in our life, we cannot forget about God. So now, Melvin, I want to go um, to another place here. Run over to the book of 2 Kings because I really want to get this story. 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou house and now, she said I, hold on a second man now i might want to go back up again because I, i've been to this before we we've looked at this before but now what i see in this is someone on god and seeking god for help this woman finds herself in a position where she's in debt. Uh, I know we can look at ourselves today. We're, we're in debt. We're without the money we need. Having problems in our homes, problems at our jobs, problems with every phase of life. I talk, I mentioned briefly earlier about inflation, interest rates. Look, just the overall economy. Look, there's problems everywhere. Things slowing down for their jobs, people losing their job, all types of things. Food prices so high, gas prices high, prices of cars, prices of homes, everything out there. Look, you, you want a, a large bag of chips, you're spending about $3. Every, if I remember, they used to be 99 cents. Everything's expensive. And this lady found herself. Husband has passed. I heard someone. Um, someone told me recently about their parents passing. This is happening in the world around us. People are leaving here. Our loved ones, people we care about, they're leaving. And you know what? Our problems are still going on. Still having problems. But if we just wait on God. He continue having faith. Look, we have to grow in, in the spirit of God and get to the place. There's nothing that can happen to us in this life that will discourage us and think that God won't be there for us, that he won't deliver us, that he won't heal us, that he won't have problem. It's time for us to grow. I told you guys, that was my, my goal this year. Lord, I want to grow in faith. And I believe God is going to give me what I'm 
But you know what? That comes with problems. That comes with tough times. That comes with scary times. Times that make you nervous. That's what that comes with. See, all the, the, the Bible stories that we read, these people had the faith that they had because of the situations that they had. We talk about Abraham being the father of faith. Look at what God took him through. We see why he had faith. When God appeared to him, told him to leave his mother and father's house, leave the comfort of being at home. God took him to a place, a strange land, a land he didn't know anything about. He wasn't even sure where he was going. Took him through places where he felt these people would kill him, even for his wife. Look at that God, Job, his nephew, being captured by these kings. God delivered him, allowed him, gave him the strength to go down, defeat the kings and bring back Job and all the people and all that they had taken down there. All these things that God took this man through, God uh, blessing the man to to have a son about 100 years old. Look at what God did for him. See, he was waiting on God in all of these circumstances, in all of these situations. Can we wait on God through ours? He's the Holy Ghost. And from that point on, look, it's time to grow. We can't grow continuing to do the same things we've, we've been doing. We can't continue to grow that way. We must make the changes. And from that point on, from that point on, we must do what's necessary. We must continue to grow in the spirit of God. So this woman now, she finds herself hurting, struggling, a condition that us find ourselves in today struggling you know what man let's go back up because i want to make sure we can sympathize with her situation that we can really understand it uh, look i know that uh, a lot of times people just don't understand something until i know sometimes that's the case but now if we actually pay attention we can get a better understanding of what happened here. Because the Bible tells us these things are written for our so that we don't get into some of these situations. So we can learn and we can understand even if we're not in a person's specific situation. So now let's pick it up. Let's start over again at verse one. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the prophets unto Elisha saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. This woman crying out for help. But you know what? She's going to the right place. See, no, we think about going to God in prayer. But you know what? And I don't want to get into this completely tonight. But she went to the servant of God, to the 
to the prophet. For some direction, for some help. Look, God rewards this. I'm trying to tell you. He rewards this. God rewards when we go to the prophet, to the preacher that he sent. He rewards it. I'll leave it at that, man. Let's read. And excuse me. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a woman in debt. She is in debt. She's afraid that her two children are going to be taken into slavery, taken into captivity, because she has no way to pay off her debt. And so the prophet begins to ask, Who do you have? See, we have something tonight. My God, we have something. And even if we don't, you've got access. She said, all I have is a pot of oil. You know, God, Lord, I thank you. God, he gives us the opportunity to have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. This is the oil that we need. This is what we need for miracles to take place. The Holy Ghost being led by the Spirit of God. Look, this is the reason Jesus performed so many miracles because he was led by the Spirit. He was led by the Holy Ghost. All she had is the Holy Ghost, excuse me, is the oil. And I'm telling you today, that's all I have is the oil, which is representing the Holy Ghost. That's all I have tonight. If any. If we want the power to do what God says, we need the Holy Ghost. It'll get us through every situation. That's all we need is the Holy Ghost. But now, this woman said, all I have is a pot of oil. And realize what she had. See, people today don't realize how important the Holy Ghost is. Even after they get it, see, there are certain things that we have. Even after we get it, we don't cherish it. Look, there's so many times uh, people get married and a man might go out and be unfaithful against his wife. He does not realize oftentimes what he has. He doesn't realize it often. See, us as people, look, uh, (laughs) We get we get a little piece of money. And the first thing we do, we can't help ourselves. We just we're ready to go and spend it. We don't realize the value of which what it is that we have. And so we go and waste it on chips. We go and waste it on candy and uh, eating at a fine restaurant, five star living in five star hotels. And you know what? We come back in debt. We come back trying to figure out how can I pay my bills? We go on the, the fancy trips. We don't realize what we have until we wasted it all. Isn't that what happened to the prodigal son? He went out and wasted all that he had on riotous living. We don't realize what we have. And so the prophet here is talking to the woman. She said, I don't have nothing. God knows I've seen 
times. I don't have anything. Struggling as it is. But regardless of what I have, I, I must remember, I've got the Spirit of God. And my God, he said, if we have that same Spirit that raised up Jesus, he said in the last day, that same Spirit is going to raise us up. Look, it doesn't matter if somebody kills you. If you have the Spirit of God, he said, that same Spirit is going to raise you up. It doesn't matter if you die from cancer. From, from whatever disease, from food poisoning, doesn't matter. Like this, he said that same spirit is going to raise you up. Doesn't matter who talked about you. If you got this, see, there are people out talking about it, talking about the Holy Ghost, but they don't have it. You've entered into, entered into a different class when you get this. You've entered into a different stratosphere once you've gotten the Holy Ghost. And my God, after that, the sky's the limit. If you choose to use it, look, people have stuff all the time they don't choose to use. Look, I'm sure if I look hard enough, I've got a set of dumbbells, a set of weights around somewhere. I can't tell you last time I used those. See, we have some things that we might not be using. But if we would, we get a benefit. Out. There are people, look, don't let these people fool you who get the Holy Ghost but don't even use it. Don't let them fool you into thinking it's not valuable. Don't let them fool you. So this woman began to look at her situation. Oh, she said, all I have. Read what happens in verse 3, Mary. Then he said, Go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Mm-hmm. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. You know, what's holding us back is faith. It's obedience to God. See, the man of God told her, she didn't get this in a dream now, told her, take that one pot that you have, look, go out and borrow all these other empty vessels, whatever containers you can find, whatever jars you can find, anything you can find. Look, if it's a pan, whatever it is, anything you can find to pour oil into. He told her to go and do that. And so she did. He said, once you do it, shut yourself in. Don't don't let everyone know about this now. We have a hard time doing that. Everybody must know what we're doing. Look, we can't achieve anything. Look, after you learn how to brush your teeth, you got to go and show everybody. Look at me brushing my teeth. (laughs) Whatever we achieve. But now, He said, go and get these empty vessels, and I want you to pour into them. See, the Holy God does not run out of gifts of the Spirit. He does not run out. The Spirit is endless. It continues to pour out into us if we would just receive it, if we would just 
He said, all things are possible. He said, all things are possible. But you know what? We don't believe these things. The circumstances are tough and we just don't believe. But she does. told her, pick us up in verse five. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came mm-hmm. to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me. In. And he and he said unto her, there is not a vessel more and the oil stayed. Good God almighty. He said he would pour you out a blessing. My Lord, that you don't have room to receive. When are we going to put? We have to be obedient first. We must receive his spirit. We must grow in his spirit. But God is continuing to show himself and prove himself. She began to do what he said. See, the problem times people are not being obedient to what the man of God says. See, we're obedient to a lot of folks except the man of God. We don't think God will honor it, but she did what the prophet told her. They ran out of vessels. They ran out of pots. They ran out of jars. They ran out of containers. She said, bring me another one. It is working. See, it's something about once you see God working. She said, bring me another one. I need another one. Come on, we're out. We don't have any more. And at that moment, the oil in that one vessel, the one jar that she initially started with, it stopped. See, these are the blessings of God. He still wants to pour out his spirit today in our bodies. He's still wanting to pour out his gifts through us today. But once your body as a vessel, he can no longer use you. God wants to, I, I truly believe because I've seen it long enough. God truly wants to show his miracles through He truly wants to bless us so that we can bless others. You know, I, I, I received a question one time about how does God, you know, uh, we talked about God providing some, uh, some weeks ago and someone asked, How does God provide for even those people who are homeless, for even those people who are without? Look, he provides through us, those of us who he's blessed with things. He's given us enough so that we can go and be a blessing to to those other people. But he knows who's willing to do it. So will you be one of those people tonight? Will you wait on God? Will you receive his spirit? And will you then, from that moment, use it, grow in it, expand? God will continue to pour into you. 
He'll continue to bless you. He'll give us exactly what we need. Even if we find ourselves in debt, we find ourselves sick, whatever condition we find ourselves find ourselves in, God will bless us. So I'm praying that someone out there will choose to wait on God for his spirit. If you have not received his spirit, I'm praying that you will wait on God for it. That that would be your number one priority. And then from that moment, I'm praying that you would grow in it so that you can experience the power of God the way that other people around might not be experiencing it. He wants to do this for you. So God bless you guys. God bless you. But I want to see wonderful works. I want to see his power. I want to see it. I'm believing in him for the impossible. I'm believing in him for the unbelievable, for the things that people doubt. I'm believing in God for it. Somebody has to do it. I might as well be one of them. If not many people want to do it, I might as well be one of the few. And so I'm asking that you would be one of the few. I'm I'm hoping that you will. God bless you guys. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Mel. Um, Thank you, Minister Tony Banks. Uh, It was a great message, as it always tends to be. A couple of other comments, um, one from Sister Rosie and one from Sister Betty. They both say praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you, too. Thank you so much for tuning in. And um, I don't have much to add, but um, patience is definitely a virtue. Patience is something that we need to have. And I um, need to get better at that myself. I am guilty of being impatient um, sometimes because um, as Tony wrote in the description, it says when we are desired, when it's something that we desire, we want it right then and there. And I'm reminded of when God told Abraham that he was, he he had to wait years for that son. And then after he finally had the son, God told him, uh, turn around and give him back to me. So we have to have the patience and we have to have the faith in order to um, trust God, the faith and belief and the love. Because um, I remember saying this a lot of times, every single situation that we've had in our lives, every negative situation, we've survived it. If we're still breathing right now, we've survived it. God has brought us through each and every single one of those situations. Yet when a new situation arises, the worry, we tend to think, oh, God's not going to bring me through this one. Despite all of the times he has brought us through, we just need to have some patience and we just need to have some faith. And also we need to be baptized in the name of Jesus and also get the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues the foundation and what's important is we grow you know we are we're only human we're going to make mistakes but the thing is what are we going to do after we make those mistakes so that's all I have to say um, thank you for uh, commenting Casey Sister Rosa Sister Betty thank you guys again so much for tuning in Weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. It's always a good message. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the
platform. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. So once again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys the next time. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.